Well, I just want to say welcome everyone to this program tonight. I love the subject matter. I think it's brilliant what the Holy Spirit brought through, and I think it applies so much to our day today, this world today. How are you, Darlene? I am well, Padre. Hello. It's been snowing here, typical Midwest, and we are just digging out a little bit, but I'm so blessed and grateful to be able to be with you and Liza and everyone this evening. It's holy. You can feel the potency and and the stirring and the silence, which will come through in wonderful blessings for all of us, I believe. Today is just a beautiful day, at least here in Illinois, in the 60s, which is just awesome for spring. But it's more about our inner work, and I think we're going to be talking about that today. So just like to welcome all our guests and just sit back and relax and take notes if you would like, because I really believe the Holy Spirit and our spiritual guides are going to just think tap on our hearts tonight so we can actually remember to remember to go inward instead of outward, which the world right now is kind of loud, my world at least, Mm -hmm. I don't know about yours. Mm -hmm. There really is such a attunement going on, and if we as a community can tap into that inner world, I think the outer world will become less and we can really celebrate the spirit like all of us know how to do. But what a great evening to gather tonight. I appreciate that. Darlene, would you open up our session with prayer? That would be awesome. Thank you, Padre. Yes, I will. So if everyone, as we we prepare, just to take, take a breath, and as Padre said, to relax, to receive, to fill, and just, just allow, because we're not only breathing for ourselves, we're breathing for humanity, breathing for all beings, and we can touch the hand of spirit as we receive the blessings of this opening prayer. Hello, Lord. Hello. Thank you for your presence with us. Come, Holy Spirit, and all the intercessors we love so very much, especially Padre Ranroth. Raphael, and our beloved CLM ministry who are holding the space in prayer for all of us here tonight. We need you so much right now, God. Now, our Holy Mother, our beloved Yeshua, the sacred season of surrender. Keep the light on, God, and touch your people. Touch your people. Touch your people. Amen. Thank you, Arlene. And tonight we're talking about stirring in the silence. And <laughs> I could talk about this all night long, this subject, because it's so much dear to my heart. And I think like anyone, a lot of times when the outer world is louder than the inner world, we, I believe our spirit automatically goes to that place. And maybe not long enough for us to find relief, But I believe it's a pathway, and I like to talk about that tonight because I think each of us in our own spiritual world maybe tap into that place in a different way. And just want to explore some of those. If you have not learned or was taught or led into that place of, I call it God's peace, that really can resolve, I think, a lot of issues that we do have. So I'm going to present that to Darlene. Darlene, what does that mean to you personally about the, our theme for tonight? When you asked us, when you when you offered the invitation to share tonight with this, it was in the winter, and what I had just seen before you 
talk and again when I say seeing the the visions or the images come into my heart. So into my heart what I saw were seeds, invisible seeds underneath, just below the surface. And I believe through faith that, that they're there even though they're in the invisible. But what I saw it as was faith. So in the invisible were seeds of faith. And going in deeper with Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So going within that depth, going and sitting within the silence, what I experienced was the within the secrets, that's where the service is revealed. And so sitting within there, offering that space, just being with God, just being with the divine and knowing there is a divine plan and knowing no matter what we are experiencing in the external, that divine plan, that love, that presence is eternal. Mm, I love that. And you're using a scripture quote that I personally love, but it's about that acknowledgement of, I call it the mystery unfolding. And sometimes we really Mm -hmm. have to do a lot of excavating in order to get there, but it it does pay dividends. I appreciate that, um, Darlene. So I'm going to present that question to Liza. What does the theme for tonight, how does that resonate with you? Padre, thank you. When you asked the question, I I actually, last year at the same time, we did a telecall together and all this information came really quickly. But this time nothing came. There was was literal silence for a long period of time. (laughs) Yeah. And it was uncomfortable to not know, right? Because that's that's my comfort. (laughs) I, so I, I know that one by trying to mm-hmm. <laughs> we get set up, don't we? Yeah. There was a lot of patience and trust and practice and surrender to the to the actual silence. Yes. Well, it, it almost sounds like you were honoring the silence, even though the silence was not speaking back, but it actually was. <laughs> it actually mm-hmm. forces mm-hmm. us to go deeper. And that trust, that faith, these elements of truth that sometimes we talk about, but we actually don't live it. But I think you had an authentic experience with silence just by nothing coming through. And because, like some of us, to have a very active mind for it not mm-hmm. to come through in that vessel and wait for the heart mm-hmm. to open, which means to listen in obedience, then the treasure unfolds. And I just think mm-hmm. you, Darlene, myself, has these portals of truth tonight that I'd love mm-hmm. to share with our listening audience tonight. I know, Liza, you talked about spring is a bridge. What do you mean by that? And how is that working <laughs> for all of us today, so to speak? Yeah, I was that term kept coming sort of from that the Buddhist Heart Sutra. We we talk about the bridge to the other shore a lot and, and when I was thinking about bridge, it's a bridge between sort of winter and summer. And winter is like this death in some ways that we face each year as we practice. We practice with death and summer being this really expansive, joyful outward time and in between there's this rebirth, this resurrection, and we've, since the beginning of time, have been celebrating the fertility and the bridge between death and, and this full aliveness, this, this rebirth time. We all, whatever part of the country or nation that you live in, the seasons change. And what you're saying, at least with the Buddhist tradition, is from winter to summer, 
there is a bridge. How do we, weather-wise here in Illinois, it's pretty dramatic in a sense. From cold, we just had snow on Sunday. Now today it's 60 degrees and the snow melted. So sometimes it's real fast, other times it's subtle. But here's how I would connect it, and I'll ask the same question for Darlene, is in the moments of like you, Liza, when you first heard the title, and it's like, what does this mean? How, where are we going with this? And you got the exact answer. It's in the silence that the stirring happened, that we enter into this place of the unknown, waiting and, and have an expectation for the new showing up. And sometimes we're surprised when what new happens in our lives that maybe actually we don't choose or do we choose that it shows up that we even have to go deeper into our walk with God. And that bridge can be brilliant sunshine or a blizzard in a sense of shutting everything down. So I love that analogy because it really speaks beautifully in my own heart. So Darlene, in your walk with God, in your walk with Mother Nature, the saints, the sages, do you have any in the natural, I know you, you have this beautiful relationship with bumblebees or honeybees. Honeybees, yes. Does that Absolutely. tell, how does that reflect in this bridge about the stirring in the silence? It's so good. And, and to look at when, when I was preparing, when I was in prayer and listening to my guides and the teams to see what is our, our hearts are here and we're sitting in this circle and the divine is always with us. What I heard and what I feel, and again, last year I had a, we had a, you know, a year and a half of physical challenge and I lost all, all of my hives last year, but the resilience came through and so this year that I only lost one, which I'm very grateful and blessed for, but I was sitting out yeah. there with them yesterday and today and asked them if they have a, a message and, and a blessing for us in our, our group. And when I was getting on, if this isn't nature or, or part of, of what we said with even Padres, Ron Roth would say is, it's like, oh, but I was challenged. And what they said to me in their little buzzing athletic suits was just get over it and move forward because that's what we're going to do. <laughs> so there was no pity. There was no mercy at all. <laughs> but get over it. You're moving forward. But what I heard from them, and this is my translation, is from the honeys. And today, and again, we had so much snow already, maybe four inches. It'll be okay, though. Wow. Seven days until spring. So I've been counting since it was day 80, and so I'm, I'm very ready. But usually it's the honeys that, that speak. But today I heard from the queen, and here's, here's what I heard. The queen speaks of the mystery of sacred geometry, theirs being the hexagon and the high frequency of energy, efficient, present moment. She said to discover and use our own sacred geometry pattern for service. Meditate on it. Draw it out. Then sit in the silence. It always comes back to the cycle of service. They don't talk to me ever to try to convince me or teach me. It's not about ego ever. They give us the grace of their frequency, which is invisible, like the silence. The honeys only take what they need from nature to survive without harming their source, and they always give back. The flowers don't die when they gather pollen, but nature benefits from their work, and we, all of us, are nature. And so this was her, again, this was her message, and I translate so we understand, but she said, mm -hmm. there is no separation, none, 
You may think it is a different tone, but it isn't. The tone reflects the consciousness of your being. You ask me, Darlene, they, that's what they call me, which, what can you do as humanity to help? So, are you a god of destruction or a god of love? Divine Mother Earth really doesn't need you. Why keep destroying her when she loves you so much? Your body is organic. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust is not a metaphor but a truth. Both of our species have survived thousands of years and we will continue but not without help. Dire straits right now. Expect more extreme. Know that our bees' lives are short-lived. It is our natural cycle. Your free will has now drawn a line in the sand. What direction do you want to go? So that's what she said. Awesome. I love the clarity in that message. Mm -hmm. And again, coming through you as a voice, as a messenger, that inner dwelling that we all have. And if we start to pay attention to it, I think we would be surprised at how our own guidance, our our own, the wisdom that comes through, even a honeybee, Mother Nature teaches Mm -hmm. us. The atmosphere of this world is changing, as you can tell. Absolutely. And how we observe it, pray for it, and become part of Mother Earth, in a sense. We're all being called into that. And there's always, I call it, trauma out there. It's how we actually step in and get grounded in our own but then reflect on what does that mean to me and how can I respond to that. I know, Elijah, you have some, I call it, three personal things you'd like to share tonight on those subjects of how we can actually listen to the Spirit in the Gospel Beloved Companion. Yeah. Darlene, that's so powerful what you just brought through for us, so thank you. I really appreciate that. And Holy Spirit spoke to me with kind of equal intensity. So, yeah, I just really want to invite everyone. This is a lot to bring in. So just come back to that breath that Darlene called forward and allow the words to just move through you with that breath because we can really receive the transmission. That was just a powerful transmission. Wow, thank you. And last year when I was preparing for this call, I read that Gospel of the Beloved Companion and Holy Spirit Mm. nudged me to return to it again this year. And it's this beautiful, mystical gospel that the Cathars in France kept. It has elements of the Gospel of John and the Gnostic Gospels of Mary and Thomas. And in this, it's it's a queen, too. God is referenced in the feminine as wisdom and Holy Spirit, the breath that I'm inviting you to return to. And the gospel is told through Mary Magdalene, who's understood as Yeshua's intimate companion. And there's this beautiful line at the end of the text that spoke to our topic in the season, which is why I think it came forward. So after Mary recounts her teaching from Jesus, which was given in his resurrected visitation, the text reads, When Magdala had told of all that Yeshua had said and done, she fell silent, since it was in that silence that Yeshua had spoken with her and revealed these truths. I'm going to repeat it again. It was in the silence that Yeshua had spoken with her and revealed these truths. It's this silent inner visitation that Yeshua companions Magdala through, much like what you're saying, Darlene, this inner architecture of her Mm. spirit 
that mm. that defines a spiritual maturation of her growth. And he shows her an energetic tree that has eight boughs within her, and it never loses its leaves. And he shows her that it grows within each person, that we each have one of these evergreen perennial, it's perennial wisdom trees within us. And the tree is sort of like the chakra system. And at each bow, there's learnings about humanity, both the sufferings and the way we can lose path, but also the gifts and the wisdom that are called from these endeavors, right? That at each bow, there's a gatekeeper who Magdalene must meet, and then she has to pass. And it's, it's a, a significant temptation. They're like the things that the, the core concepts at the root of humanity, fear, materialism, control, the big one, romantic love. So when she passes each gatekeeper, it's such a healing because what she's given is a full whole fruit to eat from the tree. And the fruits are symbolic of the wisdoms and abilities that she gains from transmuting her suffering, from doing her inner work. And so we each have this opportunity within us to transmute the suffering, the the way that we're in reaction to the pain in the world, actually to greater expansion and more abilities. So within her, all of humanity is experienced, both the sublime and the terrible. And she's aware that her spirit is a divine reflection of God's creation. So Magdalene matures with Yeshua. With, they're both Christed as they move towards the top of this tree into the loving arms of Holy Spirit, God in the feminine form. And she's scooped back up. And Holy Spirit, what she offers is so simple. It's that through this embodied transmutation and inner work that we do with our commitment that we remember that the fetter of forgetfulness is temporary. That suffering is actually temporary and union's always waiting for us. So I have like two more parts. Is there time to, to share that? Oh, sure. I think your well, flow so is that, magnificent. Please. So okay. do I. I was going to say, I want more, Liza. I want more. Okay. You're on fire. Because <laughs> okay, it, it all relates. So as I was telling you, as I was preparing for the talk, there was like literal silence. And that isn't something that's common to me. I can, I can usually pull out a lot of words, but there was nothing. And then we started another war. Russia invaded the Ukraine and Holy Spirit like descended and said, remember Thich Nhat Hanh. And I just loved that that happened right before Padre Ewan Sherry spoke last week so that it was really strong that these words want to come through. And mm. so I went back in time on September 13th, like two days after 9-11, Thich Nhat Hanh spoke locally. It was just, like, amazing. And I had the chance to receive transmission from him in person. And mm. so we have Mary Magdalene, our apostle to apostles, and Martin Luther King called Thich Nhat Hanh the apostle of peace and nonviolence. His practice was presence and awareness through silence. And that day, like, we all stumbled in, like, in kind of a bewildered confusion, fear, anger, and he offered to this group the core teachings of inner being. And that's basically, it's very simple. It's the fundamentalist Buddhist understanding that everything and everyone is interconnected. So like this is the, the catchphrase, the rain, the cloud, the grass, the mud, all create the lotus. So there's no mud, there's no lotus. 
says, or the mud is our suffering and the lotus is the fruit, the fruit that Magdalene received, is the wisdom. So the mud is the war and the fruit is awakening. It's that reunion with God, the breath of each present moment. It's in the remembrance. And so awareness of inner being is actually, if we want to just like weave this in and out through all the teachings, it's a prayer. It's a holy teaching. It's the embodiment of love thy neighbor. It's like how we can actually like live in a prayer state. Because of inner being, we include each other. I think that's the most beautiful way to say I love you. Mm. We include Mm. each other. Every action committed by another includes us. We're like that holy hive, Darlene, that holy ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, so this is where Holy Spirit kind of wanted to put the, kind of get the hammer down. <laughs> Go for it. Bring it on. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> In Tibetan Buddhism, or I'm a student of Toltec teachings or any mystical musing, there's a concept of the mirror world. Even our beloved St. Clair, she actually begs us, and I'll say these words of her, she says, place your mind before the mirror of eternity. Place your mind before the mirror of eternity. Place your soul in the brilliance of glory. Place your soul in the brilliance of glory. Place your heart in the figure of the divine substance. Just feel that. Place your heart in the figure of the divine substance. That's holy nectar right there. Mm -hmm. So Raj spoke (laughs) about the mirror in his Zoom talk last year. And I just want to pick up the baton from him. So the mirror world is a way that mystics experience divinity within our agreed-upon reality that we're creating so that everything outside of us can be understood as a reflection of everything inside of us. So this is, this is interbeing, that prayerful embodiment of God without separation from the other, that we're, we're reflections of our environment. That's the tree that Magdalene was shown with Yeshua in union. So when we have war, or we have discord, or we have ecological disharmony, which is always in this human realm, we have a holy opportunity. It's a gift, really, to look within and get really super curious. Where am I at war? Where do I have discord? Or where am I out of balance? So we have the opportunity to like commit to harmony as a frequency, as a tone, and to balance within ourselves. It's an inside job, as I say to my clients. It's an inside job. <laughs> so our capacity <laughs> to transmute pain in the service of the collective is actually love, like big L love. And I actually believe this is the only place where we have any true agency is this inner space. So through prayer and silence and our embodied remembrance under that big giant veil of forgetfulness that 
in there, remembrance cultivates gratitude and compassion, like these high frequencies. It, it allows us to listen more deeply to another, to be really naked and vulnerable in our hearts, to be more honest, to lessen the blame of other people, the jealousy, the envy, when we feel like something's being done to us. And it allows us to love ourselves so that we can truly love another as ourselves. We can truly love our neighbor. So this mirror practice creates miracles. I have two little more pieces. One is just Romans. I want to read. It says, therefore, I urge you. See, there's this urge from this. There's this urge from Holy Spirit and the bees and, and Romans. I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, Offer yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is true service. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and know what God's will is, what is a true and perfect will. And I have a little, just little like a party favor from this if I can give you one thing to to hold on to and I use this in my practice all the time and I really use this in the couple's work that someone once described the mirror world to me this way that if you're looking in a mirror and your hair is all like messed up and you see yourself and instead of taking your comb and combing your hair you reach out and try and start combing the mirror it's kind of ridiculous. So that's what it looks like when we're trying to change, control, or contract away from our judge or external reality. That's great. We're literally that's great. Yeah, trying to comb mm-hmm. the mirror. And it's mm-hmm. totally, t- it never works. We can't do it, right? So we're invited yeah. through all these teachings, all these wise sages, through the, the bishops and padre and all of the, the monks and ordained. We're invited to gently... Without shame or judgment, fix our own hair. We cannot change the mirror, what is outside of us. But when we comb our hair, when we do our inner work, when we get radically honest with ourselves, when we lean into our shame and fear and hold these parts of ourselves with such tender love, compassion, when we ask for help, we actually become a living sacrifice, a living prayer. And then the miracle of all miracles is that the mirror actually changes. Wow. And so I have one little, well, I'll save it. Um, or I have one little <laughs> prayer. <laughs> I can keep talking. Well, I just think what you brought forth is just glorious in a sense of, number one, Liza, you have such a, a heart when you speak, it draws us in, and it's mm-hmm. only... In my world, it's you're bringing us into the mystery only because you've walked the walk. And have we been perfected? No. But you spend time there, <laughs> and it reflects in what you just shared with us. That's just an incredible gift you have, my friend. Thank and you, Padre. all the your definitions that you just shared with us, just the, the template or the tree that you offered as a template for us to look at. And like Darlene, with that matrix with the bees, the uh, octagon, there is a, a matrix that God is trying to create in us. I call it connect all the dots. But the dots mm-hmm. start with us. 
Yes. And if we can learn that in a beautiful way, non-judgmental, just see it as it mm-hmm. is, as a reflection, then God has a wonderful world to work with, including all of us here on this call. And I really believe mm-hmm. many of you have been touched by those beautiful words that she just brought forth, as simple as just talking on the phone. And look at how our hearts were joined together and leaned in, so to speak, as we heard Liza's remarkable theme for tonight. I love that. Darlene, what's your reflection on what Liza had just said? Well, I loved it. That's what I I could see her fire and and the passion and the love. What, What I felt from you, Liza, was I felt fearlessness. And when you talked mm-hmm. about the about Thich Nhat Hanh, when oh my, and and the holiness and how his transition was before this, and I thought, okay, something's coming, that's it, so that the the light could could be there. But what I saw, and and I I guess that would, when you were talking about the mirror and then combing our hair or doing whatever we needed to do by touching the mirror, and obviously that didn't work. But when I touched the mirror. The mirror became a window, and I mm-hmm. and I was shown that I and so the the reflection that was coming through and and the words it was exquisite. I'm I so love it, and it was like I was right there in the circle, enjoying and and feeling the grace of the miracles. But I I will pray and meditate on the image that I was shown. I'm that it became a window. It became a possibility. Mm-hmm. It became became a light that that moved right. through. That would, I guess, that I would allow to walk through and have permission, but in the surrender, because this whole yes. whole section, this this whole is for me has been about surrender, surrender in the silence, surrender, and that's not easy for me. I don't do that well, but I really want to. There you go. Well, Darlene, that's so beautiful, that miracle space that you're talking about, because your capacity to channel is so surrendered and so open. The wisdom that comes through those bees through you is such a surrendered space, really. They were, when I was told that I was going to, when Mother Nature, Divine Mother Nature, Gaia, told me, study because you're going to be a beekeeper, it was the last thing that I would expect because I'm not consistent. And so when that unfolded and it came right when the pandemic, they arrived right when the pandemic was hitting, but it was absolutely amazing. They don't need us. We need, they came for us. And and having that nature and watching things unfold and the sanctuaries that continue to be unfold and then to go out there and say to them, Hi, girls, and have them all come and just buzz. It, it's a miracle. And it's all of us, as you talked about, how we are all connected. Everything is connected. And I I really am experiencing that even in what we are experiencing on the planet right now. Well, this all reflects on each of us are called into the silence, but from that silence, like you, Darlene, heard, you'll become a beekeeper. It's like, where did this information come from? But it's that calling, the wooing of the spirit that we really pay attention to, and you acted upon it. It's one thing to say, oh, yeah, I hear it, but you acted upon it. There's that living faith. It's a word that comes from the future and is brought back into present moment, and you match that in the spirit. 
One of my favorite authors is Henry Thank you, Patrick. Mm. You're welcome. Mm. And that his readings is all about that inner work. I just want to present a different way of looking at information as it comes. We're talking about the stirring and the silence. And he talked about the word is an instrument of the present world and silence mm. is the mystery of the future world. If a, word, if a word is to, to bear fruit, it must be spoken from the future world into the present world. The desert fathers, therefore, consider their going into the silence of the desert to be the first step into the future world. From that world, their words could be bear fruit, because there they could be filled with the power of God's silence. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my. I mean, I, I spend time that. again... Mm pondering that in my own world today because we have wars going on and I think every person if they're quote human <laughs> in essence we're mm-hmm. feeling it what Darlene brought forth what Liza just brought forth it's another way of finding out what war is within me that that mm-hmm. bothers me so much I know I call it close to Yeshua close to our divine mother that we have this relationship with and God always calls for where I call for mercy because that's my best prayer because I don't understand why could I do that I don't know if I if my brain if my mind if I was so angry and I want to get revenge if that's the way to do it how many of us have been in that position we might not have had a gun to do damage but by our own thoughts and words we could have put to death many people or organization, and to reflect on where's that war within us. And I think that's Mm -hmm. the teaching that Liza brought forth. And the same way with Mm -hmm. Darlene, it's like we're calling calling us to be spirit truth in a sense of what is that in me. And once I can identify that in me and allow the nurturing of the spirit to begin to heal that, then I won't Mm -hmm. be on the attack. I'll be on the blessing side, just offering Mm -hmm. mercy kindness. And I love what Henry's words is about. If I reflect on the Desert Fathers, which they went into caves for years in the yeah. silence. And from that, you know, the word became flesh that, oh, that's what it is. So we're bringing forth, I call it in my world, when I have quote a word of knowledge, a prophecy, it comes from that inner world, that silent world, and it becomes present. That's why when mm-hmm. I can call out a healing, it's in the future, but now I'm bringing it into a person's presence, then we have the opportunity of that miracle to show up. So Mm -hmm. I think we all have a a ways to go in our awareness of presence, how we sit with it, how we allow it to begin to change our inner world so it can manifest on the outer world. But it's a, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I want Mm -hmm. those two worlds to, to meet and I think we become the, the mud, so to speak, <laughs> in this equation so that the fruit of what is being brought forth can be a blessing to others. Absolutely. Padre, when I was sitting in our thank you, that I, I you know, I between you and Liza, I'm going to be up all night studying and, and deepening. It's so wonderful. St. Francis yeah. had been in my circle, and, and if you feel this is appropriate, I'm being sure to pray that it, because it, when we're talking about that, the inner and the, the anger and, and all that, but I, he's in spirit right here, and I've got the prayer, if I may read it, please. Of course, please. Prayer of St. Francis. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace 
Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. So be it. Amen. 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 Absolutely. If you just take the St. Francis prayer and bring that into the silence, I think it, your life would just unfold in such beautiful ways because mm-hmm. it, there's that hidden truth underneath all of our attempt to go there, as St. Francis said, he understood. And it's like, can we begin to understand? And I think with Liza's matrix tonight of what she spoke of, we can take those words, those conditions, those opportunities to, with the mirror work of seeing where can we offer that. It's like Ron Rothwell says, I can't give to another what I don't have. And so yep. begin to work on that aspect of our being, our personality, our judgments, whatever it might be, that if we're called, and we are, as spirit, spirit beings, God breathed into us, which then the Holy Spirit took that and created that beautiful image of Liza and beautiful image of Darlene and myself and yourself. And it's in that place, that's a starting point. But like all of us, we have hold on to some of those traumas, those times of unforgiveness that can actually cripple us. And we become, I call it, deformed in a sense, in a spiritual Mm -hmm. sense. We're not that brilliant light that we've been called into and to become. So what other aspects of, call it the war, that you might reflect on tonight, um, Liza? Because that seems to be on people's minds. Well, I have I have a thought about healing, healing fear, because in some in some ways, we for myself, I have to remember that love is the always the container, that God mm-hmm. is love and is always the container, and the contents are also God, but the contents happen all the time inside of this holy container, and that. That one of the things that, that's been really important for me during this time is to return to the spring-like quality, to creativity, to, to creating a life and aliveness, even though there's pain in the world, that this intention of creativity continues. So I've been doing a lot of art taking, actually taking ceramics classes. I know this sounds kind of benign, but throwing pots on the wheel and and with the intention of creating containers of love in the physical so that that prayer in the world is remembered, that, that our minds are so powerful. And so there's been an invitation to continue creativity, to continue to celebrate the spring, and to really focus on the container of love. I think that's brilliant, in essence, because of the, like Darlene mentioned about caring for the bees. It's an outward act, so to speak, of creativity. And 
in Darlene's world, the multiplication of those honeybees to serve our fruits and vegetables, our flowers, just the ecosystem that surrounds that. And our creativity is a beautiful expression of God's love for ourselves and also humanity. So to position our listeners, what type of creativity do you have that you enjoy, that brings you joy? If it brings you joy, if you have someone that would come upon your project or creativity, they would go, oh, that's beautiful. And you just found a, a connecting point in the Spirit. And to me, the Holy Spirit is always reaching out, positioning us to, number one, to be that to others, but also then to receive it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Today I had a, a beautiful morning in in prayer and just the overflow of presence and i just want to share a piece of that because it's a i think it's important in our in our relationship of how we respond to the world and one of mine i'm a little greedy when it comes to i want more and i want more Mm. of god i want more of the expression of god in my life and to hear his her presence during my prayer time and one of the things i was contemplating was the going back to Medjugorje, which we have a group going of 11 of us next week. And one of the things that popped into my mind or heart was an experience or an encounter I had with Yeshua at communion in Medjugorje. And it's like, and all of a sudden, I was having that experience again. And I was, of course, sobbing, and it's just uh, that presence overtook me. And the thought was, like, here I'm saying, I want more, I want more encounters. And I realized I've been having them, but I didn't recognize Mm it, Mm -hmm. you know, because I I want it big, spectacular. (laughs) But when I sit in my prayer time and I start to uh, cry because presence is here, that's Mm -hmm. an encounter. Or you Mm -hmm. look out at the the animals, the robins that are now showing up in Illinois. You know, spring is here, and it's it's a tender moment. That's encounter. That's presence. So the, the inner world manifests on the outside. And the scripture says, the kingdom of God is within us. And so we hold this treasure chest. And I think part Mm -hmm. of when I'm not experiencing presence, it's because there's a block. It's because I'm holding on some old self, in a sense, or a picture of the past that's actually not allowing me to see present moment and how beautiful Mm -hmm. life is. So it's in these tender moments that we really do partake in the mystery. And if we can sit in this silence and let the stirring happen, because that stirring is actually uncovering the mystery. And maybe that's pain that we've experienced. Maybe that's loss that we experience. But it can be healed. It can be restored by that holy breath. And only God in you can participate in that breaking of the bread, so to speak. And it's that living offering. Every day, we wake up and we just say, thank you, God, for my breath today. Thank you, God, for my life today, my health today, my family, my children, my coworkers, that I can participate in life itself. It's an extreme invitation every day to have that holy breath become who we are. Darlene, some last moments before we can begin to pray for our listeners tonight. Do you have any other comments? that you would love to offer our seasoned listeners. I I would love that, Padre. Thank you. A couple of things that I heard was that, Liza, when you were speaking about going in a direction of the clay or the pots, I, I don't remember exactly how you said it, but what? You know, when you, and I think this is something you shared with as well, Padre, where we, we have to raise the bar in, in how we're, we're being fully alive. But 
Liza, when you were talking about that, I saw the alabaster jar. When you speak of Mary Magdalene, when you're talking about that, so how you were guided in your heart to, to do that and to heal and to bring that teaching, bring that, that light, that life experiences mm-hmm. here and coming through in the simplicity of that, but yet raising it up because it's my sense, it was the alabaster jar. Mm-hmm. And so all of us as listeners and God's love that's here, that we, we can get it and accept it and then we have to raise it up. I thought at this point in my life, mm. I would begin to start to relax a little bit. You know, it was going to get a little easier. <laughs> and that is not at all. It's so beginning. So, And I'm so grateful because I believe all of us that are on this call and all of us that are on the planet are here because we've been called here. We signed up for this. And I I believe that we 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 can be authentic we can be the light the love we are already and as you speak of the the silence from the secret from that silence becomes our service in the wholeness of of the more wonder mm-hmm. mm-hmm. wow beautifully said darling beautifully said mm-hmm. how about you liza do you have any quotes thoughts before we begin our process of praying for and with yeah I would. I'll I'll just read a a poem by David White that reflects what you just said, Darlene. It's called The Journey. Above the mountains, the geese turn into the light again, painting their black silhouettes on an open sky. Sometimes everything has to be inscribed across the heavens so you can find the one line already written inside you. Sometimes it takes a great sky to find that first, bright, and indescribable wedge of freedom in your own heart. Sometimes, with the bones of the black sticks left when the fire has gone out, someone has written something new in the ashes of your life. You are not leaving. Even as the light fades now, you are arriving. Amen. Beautiful. Take that in. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, Liza. Most of us, at a time, maybe it's a couple times a year, take a vacation. Maybe you take a pilgrimage like our group is to Medjugorje. Some of you, it used to be annually for our community, going to John of God, just to spend two weeks there and just become in the silence, in the quietness. That could be going to a favorite place of yours, whatever that place might be. Maybe it's into the mountains just to take a walk or your morning walk near the ocean. Whatever that might be, it's a calling. It's actually a calling place. And some of you mm-hmm. on these teleclass monthly, it's a portal. It's a pilgrimage mm-hmm. or it's the retreat, our spring retreat's coming up, that we can gather, that we can be in the silence, that we can be prayed for. It's really that stirring of the heart. And Henry now and talked about the Desert Fathers. That's one of his favorite groupings because it leads us to the silence. But he says... There's actually three distinguished aspects of silence. And he said the first one, silence makes us pilgrims. The second, he Mm. said, silence guards the fire within. Mm -hmm. And thirdly, silence teaches us to speak. Mm -hmm. Now, if we can take that, 
those three qualities of silence and apply it to our hearts tonight, you will be transformed into the beautiful essence of Our Lady, Yeshua, Yogananda, all these beautiful saints and sages who came before us. So let's, in this silence, kind of just enter into thy place. So if I could ask Darlene to lead us in prayer tonight into that Absolutely. silence of the heart. Thank you, Padre. That was beautiful. That's they're so. It's so beautiful. Thank you. Our intention colors, as I am sharing with our listeners, and as we do our closing prayers, the intention colors are the the energy that has held the grace of our time together. And I invite you, if you are guided, they're soft blue, chiffon, and pearly white. And so, if you're if you feel that, just to allow it to embrace in the wholeness of, of what it offers. And if you are guided to place your hand on your heart, our hearts are full, oh my, as we offer this prayer. Tonight, deep within our divinity, God, we listened for the rhythm of your heart. Is it really any different than our own? We long to hear it. Even if we think it is distant, you are in us and we in you. Holy Divine Mother, Sacred Father, Beloved Yeshua Jesus, come. Come, Holy Spirit. Quench our thirst. Reveal to us the secrets of the silence. And once we receive it, may the silence become our service. Amen. Amen. So beautifully said, darling. Thank you. Thank you. Would you reflect in prayer, Liza? Yes, thank you. I just want to follow Darlene's invitation for your hands on your heart and maybe one on your belly. And we'll just continue to breathe together that breath of God the river of the breath, to open that God space within us. Come, Yeshua. Mary, Thich Nhat Hanh, St. Clair, all the light angels and beings, Raphael, thank you for wrapping your arms around this world, this mirror, each person on this call. Temper, temper in us, the fetter of forgetfulness. Return each of us into your arms, into your arms of remembrance. Help us receive that expanding tree of reflection that grows across all seasons within us. Infuse a gentle courage to continue to turn our gaze inward, to soften all the obstacles of shame that keep us from curiosity and freedom in learning this lifetime. Just temper, temper the shame, temper the blame. Make us a living prayer. Stream through us the rays, the wisdoms of compassion and trust. 
healing, forgiveness, and joy all across this world. Create in us the fertility of spring, this new life, renewal, transmutation, harmony. May each of us surrender into that power within that heals first ourselves and then the world. I invite us all to just expand and radiate those colors, that love so non-conditional, so soft yet so fierce. For all beings seen and unseen, we invite you to receive this light. Thank you, Padre. Thank you, Darlene. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Liza. Amen. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, Darlene was bringing forth our intention colors for tonight. Our spring retreat is coming up in April. And back in December, when I started to put intentions out of hosting events, and one of them was our spring retreat. And of course, what came through was blue, yellow, and white. And that's oh my. the Ukrainian colors. Mm -hmm. God knows, spirit knows what our intentions will be and of course we'll be holding love space not only for Ukraine but even the soldiers for Russia Um, we're being Mm -hmm. called to be aware of our own death it could Mm -hmm. come in a holy moment and these invitations like this class tonight is going deeper and one of the scriptures that come to my mind as we're entering into prayer is Create in me a clean heart, O Lord, and renew a right spirit within me. When Liza talked about going, doing the mirror work, this is where it begins. Going into the silence, this is where it begins. Let's begin to feel and allow what is challenging us to come forth so it can be brought into the light to heal. And as I was listening to the Holy Spirit of what specifically should I pray for for the people, and it was in just a couple words, it says, be open to the more. Mm -hmm. Be open to the more, Mm -hmm. which means open ourselves up Mm. to reach the depth of who we are in Christ. The Holy Spirit, come. Manifest your presence in our inner world, even as we sleep tonight, even as we awaken to a new day. Bring it forth, your presence, your deliverance, your healing, our miracles. Amen. 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 Well, I want to say thank you to our listeners tonight for tuning in. Let us know how you've been touched and and encourage one another to grow in that divine union called spirit. Thank you, Dr. Elijah. Thank you, Reverend Darlene. Thank you, Reverend Pat, for taping this tonight. And just say thank you to our community for hosting, for being a part of this beautiful celebration called life. Let me sign off with, may the good Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you and grant you peace, shalom, in all areas of your life. And I bless you as your Padre, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. 
Amen. Namaste, everyone. Thank, Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Padre. Us.